This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What's up everybody and welcome back! We're home, We're finally. Our equipment is intact and I am short one sidekick. Mm-hmm. I have uh, two of my only friends, however, to good, fill in. It's good to be back in these green chairs, yeah. isn't it, Landon? Yeah. 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 So it is. Yep. No, I'm just mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this. You didn't build up anything to say over the last week? <laughs> I've just been dealing with this cluster headache for the past like couple weeks now I after the whole ear infection bullshit. One thing after another, you know? I know. And I was having a conversation about the blessings of health. Mm -hmm. where I know what it's like to not be healthy and I don't need to appreciate the sickness in order to be healthy again. I don't need that shit. No? I'm ready to be healthy again. Yeah. Okay, I just we... want to get back on my, back on my bullshit. But when you, you are know? healthy, you know, keep it in your mind that, that, oh, that, trust that me. you know, you, you appreciate it because now you know what the other side is. It's, it's not important. like, you know, you're, you know, bedridden or anything. No. And yeah, that's it could be much worse. It's a very fortunate thing to be, yeah. Right. Matt was like, you could take today off, you know, the cluster headaches are pretty brutal. I'm like, the show goes on. Right. You're here, here for, for you. That dramatic look you. at the camera is for you. so, so <laughs> insufferable. I didn't miss that one fucking bit. I love, I love how it just uh, takes, it's just like a very slight turn. You know, I look at you and then I can just go. <laughs> I feel like I never look into, directly into the camera, uh, right into the people. One of production's notes every time Landon does uh, like his courses or whatever is for him to pretend like the camera is actually not there ah. instead of, you know, directly making contact with it. It's like, no, it's like a, it's like a Swole Normous on Instagram. He's like, go to the fucking gym. And he's just like going like directly into the camera. He truly is your uncle of some sort. I mean, you guys are definitely of the same Viking descent. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to lose a lot of people in the chat because they're not going to know who that is. But that guy is a fucking unit, man. That's the only way I'll have the long hair again. Is that the guy that I sent? Where he was like so. bilingual all of a sudden? Uh, no. Yes. Wait. Yes, it okay. is. Yes, it is. Really? Yeah, he made he made one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he made like a Valentine's Day one or whatever. No, he just made one in, in uh, Spanish, right? Yeah, he did it in Spanish. Yeah, he made one in Spanish for like, uh, Himnacio, and he's like, you go Himnacio now. Yeah. <laughs> You've also lost one member of the uh, of the Only Friends because I don't know what you guys are talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it. you start going to the fucking gym with us, Brian, you'd start getting some memes. Go to the gym. Go to the gym. Is that that guy? Yeah, yes. that guy. Oh, okay. See, he's back. Yeah. yeah. We got him right back on yeah. on uh, on track. Yeah, cool. It's good to be back. It man. is good to be back. You After know, a week of American uh, Airlines tried to hold us down. They ooh, said they, did. they said you guys need a week vacation, mm -hmm. and we said no. There's a lot of shit going down. We kind of missed a it. lot of shit last week. Mm -hmm. So much so that it's not even relevant anymore because I forgot what it was. <laughs> it's amazing how the news cycle goes. Yeah, honestly, uh, look, there it is. We've got nice. Delivered. It goes so fast. Yeah. There's always one thing after another, and we always think to ourselves. How are we going to find something to talk about this week? And there's always just something. The show goes on. Bro, LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record. That is so old news. I know. That's like right up there with when Kobe's death at yeah, this it's point. It's almost last week, yeah. When you mentioned, like, oh, we should say something about them. Like, that, nobody cares about that anymore. <laughs> so, so many, so many things have happened. happened. The UFOs have attacked the United States. UFOs. Uh, new we, Super Bowl champion. We have a new Super Bowl champions. It's Pirates. Scamp it's Pirates season. It's baseball season. Let's go. It's not baseball season it's yet. It's baseball season. They don't report Last, for another yesterday week. Yesterday, when the 
it ticked down to zero, three zeros on the clock. Well, it's not it true. Catchers, catchers and pitchers don't even report for another They're week. They're there. Pirates are down there working. They need to. <laughs> Old Jupiter, Florida. Yeah, it's uh, no, Bradington. Bradington. Oh, wait. Has it always been Bradington? Always been yeah, Bradington. It has. Yeah. I think. Mm, I don't know. Who <clears> they're all the very check. close to each other. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and then the West Coast ones go to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Cactus League and the. Uh, you know the Reds have a have a Arizona spring training. Yeah. Seems strange that they go that far. Seems right? like a choice. Yeah. At that point. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, we're not gonna we're gonna be a part of your little collective here. Well, I think there's there's way more teams on the East Coast. Maybe that's why they need to yeah. balance it out somehow. I think the Indians also might have a the Guardians. Or, sorry, the Guardians. Uh, that's canceled. I'm never gonna get used to Wait, that. Wait, what is this? Is the Guardians? Uh the Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland Gardens used to be the Cleveland Indians. Oh, they changed, they changed the, to the Guardians. Got it. Yeah. Man. Like the Washington football team is now the Commanders. Correct. Yeah. Imagine having three years to come up with a name and landing on the fucking Commanders. Mm-hmm. The Guardians yeah. is good. Fun fact, Michelle just realized like two weeks ago that the Washington Commanders was Washington, D.C. and not Washington State. Hmm. <laughs> football. Football. <laughs> Sports ball. Yeah. Uh, before we get into all of these wonderful topics that we have lined up for you guys, uh, I want to plug a few things. So first and foremost, we do have... Uh, Poker Out Loud Academy, April 15th to the 18th. That's actually going to be our final Poker Out Loud Academy of the year. Uh, I've made the executive decision to go back to the old format. We're going to do one Poker Out Loud Academy annually moving forward. Uh, It's mostly going to be for return attendees uh, to give them kind of the next step. But after having ran a half a dozen of these, I think it's becoming pretty clear to me that uh, they're a little bit intimidating to people on the surface. It feels a little scary to have to go out there and speak your thoughts out loud. Kudos to the nine people who show up every single time we do one of these, and I'm sure we'll get nine for this one as well. Um, it's not as bad as it may appear. You're, you're going to surprise yourself. Uh, but yeah, I think that like the product itself is probably better, but the getting the foot in the door is probably harder. So it just doesn't make sense. It makes sense to be a secondary step. So if you are burning to do the poker out loud style academy this is your final opportunity for 2023 uh we have seven seats remaining i believe that is correct april 15th to the 18th clear your calendars uh head to academy.sulfurwide.io we also are going to be announcing our mtt academy this week uh we'll probably talk about that in tomorrow's show once we're able to get the link up and running for you guys to uh access that but again that's something we're only going to do once a year right before the world series it is booming man matt hunt was like yo i want to run an academy i'm like i gotta tell you hunt man i'm out here studying a thousand big blinds i don't know a whole lot about 10 (laughs) and he goes i got this yeah i was like you do got this he he, he's he's the best i love that for you for for uh heading up that academy he is uh He's also perfect for doing the primer course, which for any of you who are familiar with our subsite, uh, the primer has kind of been the get your toes wet, foot in the door. Fingers wet. Yeah, where's uh, you're right. My bad. How, how, could I, how could I ever miss an inside joke here? Look, this is why I'm here. I'm here to remember all the callbacks and the jokes That's that you true. miss. I, I, it's, it's a Zoomer culture at its To finest. miss a callback is very disheartening for me. Um, nothing I love more. But... Matt created the primer. It was always where we pointed people to begin first. Uh, if you were considering attending the academy, we always suggested that you watch the primer first and foremost to get yourself prepared. But it got a little outdated. He made that all the way back in 2018. And uh, what we know about theory has just shifted a bit. So 
he's gone ahead and begun reconstructing the Primer 2.0. The first four lessons from that series have dropped earlier this month. Uh, they should be up on the site now. He's going to work on continuing to build that out. I believe it's going to be nine or 12 lessons total. I can't really recall. I heard 12. I think it might be I 12. I can't um, but the plan moving forward will be for us to utilize the primer as the backbone for how we shape our content moving throughout the year. So essentially what we're going to want to do uh, moving forward is create content around those 12 lessons. So we'll always have something to defer back to and say like, you know, in, in this course, uh, what we're going to be demonstrating is lesson one of the primer. If you need to brush up, head back to lesson one of the primer. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, I believe we have a teaser. Hi everyone, I'm Matt Hunt and welcome to the Soul for Why Primer course version 2.0. It's time for us to revisit some of the most fundamental concepts in poker theory and evaluate them in a new context. The main thing to remember here is that studying poker is not about simply taking in as much information about the game as possible. It's about reinforcing the neural pathways which contribute to logical decision making. In this video, we're going to discuss the pot odds investment model and how it underpins the entirety of poker strategy. Wrap yourselves in because this one's going to be important. So if you want to check that out, head over to solveforwide.io. That's the primer 2.0. Uh, we also are going to have a new course from Andrew Brokus dropping soon. I'll be sure to let you guys know when that happens. Finally, uh, we made a movie. Yeah, we did. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but 18 months ago, we released a film, a feature-length documentary, following one Oscar. Ju not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Thank you, thank you, Landon. Always gets me with the uh, with the last names. It's just names in general. It's hard, man. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but we basically the idea, the premise behind this movie was we wanted to demonstrate all of the trials and tribulations for those who decided to invest in the dream during the moneymaker boom. And Oscar was kind of a prime candidate for somebody who is still in the thick of things, but uh, is largely grinding it out for rent money. You know, um, basically playing a lot of the low to mid stakes where the rake is relatively high, playing a lot of the underground games where the rake is even higher. Uh, we wanted to showcase what that day in, day out struggle and battle in this industry kind of looks like. And we also wanted to draw upon the experience of those of us with survivorship bias that were fortunate enough to chase this dream during that era and come out better for it. So you'll see the likes of Eric Seidel, Chewy, Phil Gelfon, Maria Konnikova, Vanessa Selps, Shulman, myself, uh, I believe Brent Hanks even makes an appearance. Yes. All of them kind of speaking towards what it is to pursue this dream and how much it's shaped, uh, changed over the last 20 years. So that is going to drop or premiere on our YouTube channel Thursday, immediately following the Only Friends podcast. Uh, I'm anticipating it's going to be around 2 p.m. Look for that. Um, in the meantime, we have a little bit of a clip of that now, as well. Now, the clip that we are speaking of, Matthew, is... Yeah. Which one? Um the YouTube link? I do not. It's in the Discord. Sorry, guys. My first day back, so. Papa's uh, been here since 4 a.m. setting everything up. <laughs> it's the one with my face on it. Uh, is that the one you recorded? 
wait, what? I didn't record anything. No, it's not the one you recorded. I think that was for Live at the Bike. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did record something. Okay, that's what I had. I'm sorry. Well, we need that one too, but. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff going on. A today. lot of stuff. Hey, so we have a whole week of stuff to catch up on, man. There's, there's uh, a lot, a big week coming up, a big week that has passed. It's a lot of sports up. ball things, a lot of poker related things. First, we're going to watch this clip, though. <laughs> First off. Down through the ages, man's quest for easy wealth has often led to gambling. There have always been those who chose to worship at the altar of that fickle goddess, Chance. Men who lived and sometimes died in the pursuit of excitement and riches gained without labor, risking all upon the turn of a wheel, rising to the peaks of affluence, then sinking to the depths of poverty and despair. Slaves to the varying moods of that heartless lady, Luck. In general, humans are uncomfortable with ambiguity and uncomfortable with uncertainty. We like things to be stable. We like things to be black and white. We like to label things. We like to have an answer. A leads to B. Not, well, A could also lead to C, and it can also lead to kind of C and a half-ish. And actually, the alphabet's not really relevant here, which is the way that life is. Life is noisy. Life is uncertain. Life is risky. There's nothing that's ever 100% true. Now, because that's kind of the human tendency, that can actually be very detrimental in a lot of decision-making environments. And poker is an environment where you really have to understand risk if you're going to play well. And a lot of people can't get past that hump. I can imagine that Berkey's going to put another 17,000 in there with this holding. Have you ever watched Berkey play? I have, I have, but he lives for these moments. I came to poker late in life. I started literally from zero. I did not know how many cards were in a deck. So believe me, I did not know if a flush beat a straight or a straight beat a flush or what a full house was. This was just a totally foreign language. So for me, I was more interested in a lot of the concepts around poker and I had no idea really that poker was even a tool for this until I started researching for my next book, the role of luck in our lives and trying to figure out how do I get into this question of how much of our lives do we control? And I came across John von Neumann's theory of games, which is the foundational text of game theory. I'm glad that you're asking this question because it's really a very good one. No, we don't have enough people and we better do something about it. And I hesitate to say that we better do something about it quickly, but rather we better do something about it both quickly and then continuously. So John von Neumann, this absolutely brilliant guy, one of the greatest polymaths of the 20th century, father of the computer, one of the fathers of the hydrogen bomb, inventor of game theory. He was a huge poker player and he thought, if I solve poker, I'm going to have the key to the most complex decision making in the world. Because poker, unlike chess, is much more like life. Because real life is a game of incomplete information. So there's information that we have in common, then there's information that only I know, there's information that only you know. And we're not quite sure how much of what I know you know, how much of what you know I know, and that's poker. That's not chess, that's not even Go, even though Go is much more strategically complex than chess, it's still a game of complete information where there's always a right move. And in poker, there's no right move because there's no always. 
we can only make certain assumptions. He's got that look, man. I've seen this Berkey look before. Is it the poker twinkle? Yeah, he is. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a five bet to the Tim's 60,000. So taking risks as a poker player, taking risks in life, does not mean that you're going to become an aggressive maniac. The rational, the smart choice, is actually to take risks when the percentages are on your side. What did, uh -oh. I, what did I tell you, Ollie? Uh-oh. And to not take them when they're against you. 53,000. <laughs> 53K. As Berkey zeroing in on Haxton. Don't adjust your screens. This man just stuck $53,000 into the pot with King-5 suited. And downs Haxton. Now we're playing some poker. Now we're playing some poker. That was almost an ace five. Guapo, you can't cut to me before the clip ends. I'm looking at my fucking phone, man. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, hi, yeah. That was fun. Man, that was back when we were in the streets. Definitely in the streets. I miss street poker. King five. 2018 was a good time. You had a blocker. I did have a blocker. Uh, I had two blockers. Better. Ace is better. Yeah, it's true. You blocked the ace five. Yeah. <laughs> you have a blocker. You have a blocker, unblocker. Uh, yeah. The high wow. low. We mm -hmm. like the high low. Shit was out of line, man. Looks out fun. of line. Tossic was getting out of line. I was getting out of line. I'm actually very excited to rewatch uh, this movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it in probably a year, yeah, maybe longer. Like, since it, like when we first put it out on the site. Uh, I have a bunch of those clips um, kind of ready to fire to to tease it all out after, after we do the premiere. Mm -hmm. um, they're so good. The interviews are so good. Yeah. Man, they like, tell us production, man. They just do it. Chewy and Shulman, right. like these guys are so. Oh, Garrett's in there too. I forgot about that. Like they're just, huh? Is Negreanu in there? Am I confusing uh, that with Dead Money? I think you're confusing it with Dead Money. Maybe. Yeah, Seidel was the OG we got for this one. You you just wanted some smoke with King Five. I wasn't gonna fold. You didn't mix for it either. Huh? You didn't mix for it. I either. don't mix, man. I, mix. I get the I get the face of four bet versus Ike once. <laughs> Actually, twice. That's the second time I've played with him. The second time he four bet me. The first time he had kings and I had aces. You scammed him. I scammed him. And then I got his ass again. Yeah, he did. He was trying to scam you. Big brain. Mm. 53,000 is a lot there, 50, man. 53,000 dollars. That's too much. I mean, it's not that much. It is. It's like two and a half X. It's a lot. Two and a half X is reasonable. That was fifth, small for back then. It's the fifth bet, you know? You don't got to go that big. You're saying you had aces anyways. Yeah, but, you know, I actually had king five, so it's <laughs> kind of nice if you, you just had, you, had to put, you, had to, you had to bump the price up. Landon was playing micros when when, uh, when, when Landon was in that. the womb when that hand came out. In 2018, I was on stake with Jeremiah. Hmm. There you go. One Who cent, has two his own bankroll challenge. <laughs> One cent, two cent. Uh, Jeremiah playing, had a good day I yesterday. Quarter yeah. I think he's at like 105 now. Yeah, he got second. Uh, 115. Uh, he got second, second okay. for 11K mm -hmm. in the uh, Sunday 500. It's good to see him finally decommitting to the I'm not going to play tournaments. How to play them. What man. did he get in the, in the 500? Second. second. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Got I maxed that. I maxed like that one with, in bed. Max, like, I, I think that's definitely the strap for that particular tournament yeah i was having that conversation earlier i think uh friend is on the same page where it's like there's not that many entries as is yeah. so it's not like there's that much 
free chips to go around anyways and the average stack gets so low so it just quick doesn't matter if you sun run the first three hours of registration you end up with six and a half starting stacks when reg closes if you max late reg you're two double ups away from being the chip leader right yeah it's just like there is no excuse in my opinion for anybody I, I shouldn't say this because like people are just going to stop game starting the, <laughs> the 500 don't give them, don't give but also very, there's a lot of people who have a lot of arrogance that think that their win rate mm -hmm. is super high yeah but a lot of those tournaments that's, that's exactly how it is it's like you get in and you double up and you have average yeah you have average stack the, so va the variance is obviously like ramped up massive yeah, of course massively you're just gonna, you're just gonna get it I wouldn't in say massively when you max with 10 I don't think so I don't think so because if you if you were to play that tournament a hundred times from the beginning and a hundred times max late regging, mm. what do you think your average stack would be from the times that you played at the beginning when registration closed? And how what what do you think your average cost would be? I genuinely, and how many times do you actually get to that point? Well, you always get to that point. I'm just, asking what the average cost firing. would be. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 unlimited. Assuming yeah. infinite bankroll versus right. just you play once yeah. as that as it ends with ten bakes. I would assume somebody that's winning a lot in that tournament, call it 20 to 30%, because it's probably the highest you can have in something like that. I would assume that they can have double starting. On lot. average? Yeah. On average? A yeah. hundred times and you're like the best in the, in the field? Well, if you're the best. Like, I don't care if you're the best the, or not. That's a we lot. Call, we, still a lot yeah. Nick, Nick, Chewy, and I, we call it, you're, you're part of it. You've done well. It's called the Fun Boys Invitational. Because yeah. that's the GTO Fun Boys that. that yeah, are, yeah, Mike Weissman. Yeah, shout that, out. We, that we are. Uh, stomp that tournament collectively. Yeah, I've done really well in it too. That's but what I'm I, saying. I, exclu the fun I exclusively boys. max late reg it. You used to play it sometimes on time. I, I would still make, max late reg it. Wow. I think it's close because it's got to be close, man. Well, here's Ten the thing. We're speculating, but I'm many. pretty confident we could model this. Can we? That'd be fun, actually. I, I think that we probably could. My speculation is that you would probably triple your average buy-in. Uh, I think your average buy-in would probably be somewhere around like 1,200. Yeah, you're probably playing like a 1,250. And I would imagine that... Uh, I mean, I guess like in theory, if you're playing a 1,250, then you should expect... Uh, on two average, to have two and a half starting stacks, um, but I, I don't, I don't imagine it would be much more. You don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it because the variance, like basically, registration closes so late that all the variance takes place prior, mm -hmm. and that just drives up the cost of the event when it's such a <laughs> fixed prize pool. I will say it is nice to be in for one and win or lose an all in versus. Play the tournament, have three X starting at the start, and then just somehow be in for six. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the I think the thing <laughs> that we're doubling so back fast. on here is that um, in most events when you come in with ten big blinds, the average stack is like four to five X that. Where in this one, it's only like two and a half X yeah, that. It's like thirty. It's, I want you get ten K starting, and average is probably somewhere around thirty to thirty-five. Yeah, so like three and a half X that. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, we think of it as being a very high variance play, but the fact of the matter is that uh, it's a high variance tournament. Yeah, it's just a high variance tournament as a whole, and I don't think your ability to win the event decreases that much coming in with the max bullet. Right, you just show up and you hope to spin, and then once you spin, you're somewhere within a little bit above average if you went to very all similar to like live uh, turbos. So like when WSOP runs like their Sunday one Ks uh, live. I can't fathom 
that anybody's win rate during the the first call it six levels of 30 minute levels is so high that they're outperforming just firing a, a, a final right. show. It's like, how much are you really winning? Right. And for the time that you're spending there as well. Yeah. Right? And I, I don't even want to bring the time into it because it's like uh, that kind of detracts from the overall argument of uh, you need to be winning substantially more, in my opinion, to justify the additional uh, cost of, of, of your average buying, Portal like your average yeah. buying going up. Yeah, I guess. Because the max, there's definitely less, I mean, more ROI to be gained playing at the start for most call it like live MTTs, I think, right? For structures that don't deteriorate, right, I agree. For, and, and then maxing right. uh, increases your hourly as a whole because you're playing less poker. But yet generally it decreases your ROI. Right. Yeah. Where in this case, I don't, I don't think it impacts your ROI that significantly because right, we're dealing with such a small amount of ROI anyway. 2%, 3%. Yeah. Whereas live, if you play, call it like the MSPT Venetian stuff that happened this week uh, from the start versus maxing and you max with 10 bigs. The way I like to look at those is like the MSPT is an event where you can go coast to coast from start to end of day one and have over 100 big blinds if you play well, run well, whatever. There's a chance you just do not have to be all in, yeah. Yeah, and you can go like day two to winter uh, coast to coast and never really be below 50 big blinds. Yeah. So it's not that the structure is so great, but the structure is good enough where it stays intact and you can be a quote-unquote deep stack throughout if like things fall in your favor. Yeah. In the Sunday 500 on WSOP, not possible. No shot. Nobody chip leads and never falls below like 40. Yeah. It gets to a point where everyone gets close enough and it's the last Once the bubble hits, Sunday. Once the bubble hits, like the chip leader has like usually 40 blinds or less. Yeah. It moves fast. Yeah. It's just a massive crapshoot. Yeah. I was talking with Ewan about that actually when it comes to the how fast live ROIs might deteriorate for maxing versus playing from the start mm. because playing from the start is actually worth much, much more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In those structures, like you start an MSPT with 200 blinds or whatever the fuck it is versus playing with 10, your ROI still might be high if you max late reg with 10, because you're still just going to get good spots as is. Yeah. But the variance is going to be higher and you might have a three digit ROI when you play from the start. If you're like a very, very, very good player where now you maybe have like 50 to 60% if right. you're maxing. Which is still obviously worth a lot, but you're gonna just lose all ends a bunch. And yeah, and, and taking the variance uh, in a game where there is no long term is worse. Yeah. yeah, right. Like we're we're just not gonna get to play ten thousand MSPTs. No, it doesn't work that way. So you'd rather curb no. the variance as much as possible. I think uh, when you're good. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how many like bullets call it full circuit main like grinders can play in a year if they go to all the stops like 100? next week well next week there's a circuit main a 17 or this week there's a circuit main that's a 1700 yeah. and there's two day ones and maybe you're just in for a combined total of four because like you yeah pick one right so now you're playing yeah, but like, three day ones but if you're talking wow. about if you're talking about like what would fit into the main category like the call it the 1700 abi yeah uh you're still pretty restricted like they make up for that by playing the 400 down bad two days ago that you know yeah. had a massive field yeah what was first to that the one where you waited in line um i don't know 
Oh. I was out before. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff going on announced. too. Uh, there's like in Florida, they have a circuit series also. Yeah. Uh, my man Roman made FT of that. So a lot of times today. though, they they uh, are east west, so you can't be at both at the same time. Right. So yeah, I mean, you're just restricted on volume. So it's like, uh, if you're very good, you want to do things to maximize your ROI, not necessarily your hourly. I think because your hours are so fixed anyway. Right. You have so few opportunities to play things that are worth it. Yeah. That you should make the most of it. Yeah, I think that that's that's mostly true. Um, speaking of making the most of it in MTTs, the goat legend himself came out of fucking retirement, got his ass here for the mixed games. Uh, I don't even know if he played the whole series. He might have only been here for the 25k big bet main event. He was at the Bahamas. He was at the Bahamas, but Jay Merce he did it. The Jesus himself of uh, of of what used to be no limit hold'em tournaments, now just any tournament for that mm -hmm. matter. He's back, baby. He won the PGT Mixed Games event number seven, 25K 10-game cha championship. Uh, he made a deal with Dan Zach, heads up. They played out for the trophy and probably some amount of leftover money, but I think he won just over 330K. There's so John many games in a 10 game. That's a lot of fucking games. A lot of games. Of you know how hard one game is? That's what I said. You know how like, No Limit Hold'em is? Yeah, everyone's like, you don't play mixed? I'm like, I haven't figured out No Limit yet. <laughs> how am I going to pick up another eight games? Yeah. Yeah. Seems hard. Uh, but big shout out to Dan Zach as well, who came second in that event and won the overall player of the series award. Dan had a big last 12 months, having won the player of the series. Uh, was it this past... WSB, he won the player of the year? Uh, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. yeah, so he had a massive summer this summer past WSOP. Summer of Dan. Uh, now we're on the year of Dan. Yeah, Dan, year Smith, of Dan. Dan Smith's anchoring the fucking team right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the council of Dan's. If Dan can bench press 225 this year, it's the, it's the year of Dan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, as we mentioned, you know, Mercier kind of coming out of the blue, winning a tournament again. It's good to see him out on the scene. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in Vegas too often these days. Uh, but it brings up the conversation of, of who are the goats, you know? That guy. <laughs> we just saw LeBron break the all-time scoring record. Brings up the Jordan-LeBron debate, you know, gets a little heated. Yep. I don't really know. Honestly, it's one of those ones where uh, at one point in time, I thought that there was a clear answer. And it was obviously Jordan. And LeBron was speculative because it was like you could just see how talented and athletic he was. And it was a different sort of, I mean, they're totally different players, right? right. Um, but then as the years went by, it's just like, well, I don't know that we can really not call this guy the goat at this point. Mm. It's like, I think people are a little tired of him. He's <laughs> uh, been here Walker a long time. Has something to say. Yeah, I mean, listen, would. if you had to think about it this way, let's say, let's run a sim. If, if LeBron and Michael Jordan had to play one-on-one, a -on -one, hundred times. Yeah. Who, who do you think is coming out on The issue is that's wait, not wait, wait. basketball as a Hold whole. Basketball is a team you, sport. Are you in any... Are, are you realistically thinking Jordan would beat LeBron one-on-one? -on -one? <laughs> is, that, is that crazy? I think so. LeBron is just... LeBron... How, how tall is LeBron? <clears throat> six foot eight? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, six eight-ish. Okay, so Michael's six six. Yeah. Uh, a generous think, six six. Who do, who do we think shoots better from the outside? Um, I don't know the career stats, but I would bet they're close. Okay. Um, I just don't think it's a landslide. I, I, I don't think, think it's a landslide, but, but I that, just think physically would LeBron is... You would, you would, um, no, of course not. Right. It's, it'd be like, you know, two, like who's the best tournament poker player of all time? And then 
have two people play each other heads up. Or, or it would be like right. saying who's the best baseball player of all time and then having Bonds and Griffey ahead of Homer and Derby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of not the same. But right. to that effect, I mean, yeah, like physically, I just don't know that Jordan could ever keep up with LeBron. We're talking like maybe a 50-pound disparity between okay, the two of them. that's true. And it is pure fucking diesel. Yeah, that guy, he that's is. a strong guy. He is. Uh, he's, that's the thing. Like, that's the reason why like, I find it so hard to debate because like, he is just a physical fucking specimen that Jordan's era didn't really see. Like, he would have been a center in uh, Jordan's it, was era. Was it like in the Michael Jordan era of basketball, like when it came to like weightlifting, it kind of wasn't much of a thing? Jordan was like one of the first to do it. Uh, there's it's just starting to become a thing. Yeah, there was a, there's an author, I can't remember his name, um, but he was Jordan's trainer, and Jordan paid him to like not train anybody else. Uh, he wrote this book, Winning, that I've been listening to, and I honestly, I kind of don't like it. George uh, Trainer wrote this? Yeah. I can't recall his name. Um but I think that like I think he's I think the entire book is just survivorship bias where he was probably a, a decent, competent trainer mm-hmm. and happened to have a methodology that resonated very well with one of the greatest athletes to ever grace the face of the earth. Right. Like his mentality just went with his yeah. well and his program went with him well and they just kind of meshed. Yeah, and then that led to him training Kobe Bryant and it led to him training like all these other sick, sick, sick athletes. And now he's writing a book like, look how great my methodology is. Like if you have this dog mindset, like I can get you to any, it's like, no man, you fucking dealt with the absolute 99.9 percentile human being. And you tried to get them over the edge to a hundred. That's the thing, right? It's like, if he's got the mentality of, if you've got that dog in you, like you could become this, if you've got that dog in you, you could do anything. That's what the dog in you is also, for. Also the dog, <laughs> the dog does. Right. But also, so like the dog we're talking about is like specifically bred for this. We're talking about Kobe and fucking Jordan, man. Yeah, man. The more we're not I watch... talking about like Vince Carter, where he turned him into Kobe or Jordan. Man, does Tim Grover sound correct? Tim Grover is correct. Yeah, that is. Oh, okay. relentless. Wait, yeah. I think winning might be his new book. Okay, he's got one called Relentless. Yeah, well. maybe I'm. Maybe it's Relentless. Oh, whatever, man. man he's not a very good author, to be quite honest. The more God, I watch I Kobe dogs. The more, it's crazy. I watch Kobe docs, and I remember when people used to say, "Oh, Kobe doesn't pass the ball. Kobe doesn't do this. Like Kobe's a ball hog." And then, like, I look at the, these documentaries, and it's like, you know who's in the gym in the Olympic team at 4 a.m. when everyone's out partying? Kobe fucking Bryant. Like, he just doesn't trust you to shoot the ball. I put in all this work. I let you shoot the ball when the game's on the line. I'm shooting the goddamn ball. Max yeah. dogging him. It's it's honestly it's it's not that crazy. No. <laughs> Who else would you rather put the ball in the hands of? Well, like, like call like the whole Olympic team. Th- yeah, I mean, I guess when Kobe was playing, like you give you give the ball, you give the ball to him. Who else? Who else? Yeah. You want to have the ball? Um, <laughs> let him cook. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that is what makes LeBron, or I may, maybe in a lot of ways that is what takes LeBron out of the discussion of the greatest ever, is that it's clear he has that sort of mentality, but he's done a lot of losing. Um, first and foremost, a lot of complaining, not a lot of problem solving. Well, it's like Jordan never lost a championship. You <laughs> yeah. know, he went six for six. Uh, Kobe won five rings. I don't know if he ever lost one. Uh, he might have lost exactly one. I actually. think he might lost to the Celtics, right? Yeah, maybe. maybe I don't know. But either way, like we can't even re- we can't even really remember, right? Man. It's like LeBron put a super team together in in Miami and still lost the first championship. Yeah, when they lost to the Mavs, that was a little bit down bad. Yeah, so uh, they went two and one in Miami. He went like one and four in Cleveland. Well, Cleveland, like when he was 
young, right? They had, he had like his like the, the guy next to him was like Mo Williams, right? And like Zajunas Ogalskis. It's like you're not gonna beat the West. You're not gonna beat Kobe with with that, right? Right. What are you gonna do? Right. right. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. Honestly, I love LeBron though. You know, I'm young. I never got to see Jordan play. I love play. LeBron. I love LeBron. I fucking love everything about him. I think he's like everything a public figure should be. He's squeaky clean somehow in a world that like is desperate to tear him apart literally preying on his downfall literally uh, i mean <laughs> honestly like uh jordan would have never made it in this era and i don't think jordan by any stretch has like endless skeletons in his closet but he would have just I, I mean, he kind of got dragged in the era he was in the whole conspiracy behind that he retired because of his gambling debts and, and shit like that like now it's just like Man, I don't, this guy's starting billion-dollar businesses. He's out here creating production houses and getting everything popping. I, I don't know, man. Everything about him, I think, is just like... So who gets it popping more, LeBron? Uh, way more. <laughs> LeBron gets it popping for sure. Yeah. Like, he, he's, uh. he's... Well, I will say Jordan was the first one to become a brand. He literally became a brand. Right. He wasn't the making guy, a movie about he it. He wasn't the first guy to have a basketball shoe, or he was the first for a basketball shoe? He was shoe. one no. of the first, but he wasn't the first. I believe Converse. Right. Uh, I, I remember watching uh, an ESPN yeah, 30 shit. for 30 or something mm -hmm. like that where they were talking about the origins of uh, how footwear came in. And I think Converse was first, and I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, Jordan was like talking to them, but they offered him a really bum deal. Um, but Brian's right. They're coming out with this movie, Air Dog. Is it which Air Dog? Is I believe so, uh, which is the Phil Knight story of how basically Nike made themselves relevant by signing Jordan and then just like, you know, shaping the entire brand around. I think it's just uh, called Air, Air. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Air Dog was that. Oh, maybe it was the book. Air Dog was a, wasn't Air Dog. That's Air Bud. No, Air that's Bud. Air Bud. <laughs> that's, that's Air Bud. Air Bud. Yeah, there's Air, Air Bud, Bud, Air Dog. Air Dog. Air Dog yeah. might be the book. Yeah. Air Dog. Air Dog. Mm -hmm. So according to Google, Clyde Frazier in 1973 with Puma was the first basketball oh, there you shot. Go. Oh, it was Puma. What did I say? Converse? Yeah. Converse. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know why I was thinking Chuck Taylor's had something to do with basketball, but they don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember that. Maybe was Converse like, I think mo Converse was the shoe that most basketball players wore in like back mm -hmm. in the era, like pre-Nike. Possibly. I, I'm, like, I'm was going flip. off recollection from something sure. that I saw on ESPN. Yeah, um, stuff on that. yeah, well, like he wasn't even allowed to wear the, the Nike shoe. So like he would wear, like, uh, I think he had to pay a fine every time, every game to the NBA because it, was, it didn't meet their, um, their uniform right. requirements or whatever. It wasn't standard. And so Nike, knowing that it was such a, you know, a, a, a good... Uh, Promotion, they would yeah. just pay the fine every every yeah. every game. Yeah, oh, the name of the book was called Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. Yeah. And I guess the movie's Air. Yeah. Um, I like the combination though, Air Dog. Air dog. My mind does that <laughs> a lot. Dog in them. Yeah, Air Dog in them. <laughs> my my mind <laughs> loves to combine. It's a documentary. It's a dog somewhat related. <laughs> um, God damn. It's not yeah, joke. I mean, I think that uh, it kind of happened quietly, right? Like LeBron just becomes the all-time scoring leader. That's, yeah, like Jordan's not even sniffing the the top five. <clears throat> yeah, years in the league are a bit different. Huge, right? huge, huge disparity. I think this is LeBron's twentieth year. Um, played how many? I want to say twelve. And also had the retirement <laughs> stint and the baseball. Yeah, era. And I don't even know if like the twelve count like the the down bad wizard years. Yeah, I'll never forget when he missed that dunk, man. He came back for the Wizards, and 
I was still a young kid at the time. I was like 17, something like that. And I was just so amped. It was, it was an era too. Like Lemieux was coming back also uh, after his Hodgkin's disease. And like, it was just very clear. Like uh, there were greats that were kind of being deprived of their greatness because of injury or some other like off the court issues. Like, you know, the whole uh, depression thing Jordan went through with his dad where he deviated into baseball. Like there were just years robbed from the fans and from the athletes themselves because they, for one reason or another, couldn't compete. And right around that same time frame, uh, Jordan mounted a comeback with the Wizards because he retired young. Like after the sixth championship with the Bulls, when Jerry Kraft like uh, disembodied the entire team and basically said like That's it. We're restarting. Phil Phil Jackson will not be back. Um, you know, Scottie Pippen's out. Uh, we're probably not going to resign Dennis Rodman. Jordan just said like Look, then I'm I'm fucking out too, and he retired. But he was still relatively, I want to say he was like 34, 35. Yeah. The last dance was a very good doc. Yeah. All that stuff. It was really good. Um, yeah. And it disclosed a lot of that stuff. So, you know, fast forward three or four years, once he uh, started to get some involvement with the Wizards, uh, he decided to mount a comeback. And I remember, God, I'll never forget this, man. Yeah. He missed one in the All-Star game too. Uh, but he came back and like one of his first games, he got a clean break. And just fucking misses the dunk. And it's like, oh my god, how far we've fallen. Like, yeah. this is Air Jordan, dude. This guy's a whiteboard in the stands. <laughs> Damn, bro. Oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, so bad. It's like, man. Man, it's just so brutal. It's like, it's the most withered version of, oh of seeing your heroes fall. <laughs> never never yeah. meet your hero. Because it's like, uh, that's that, that's the other thing that like Jordan deserves a ton of credit for. And granted, I know the errors were different, but like he went out there and he won the dunk competition two or three times and like was just always a fierce competitor. Kobe at least won it once. LeBron never even competed in it. Really? And it's like, yeah. how? Like he might be one of the most prolific dunkers of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not now in modern era because like every year just every year people got bunnies. People just seem to get like so honestly some of the best dunkers like aren't even in the league. No, you see these not. guys that are like this is all they do is they just sit around all day and make up dunks. I've seen I've seen they can jump a lot higher than me. Yeah, and it's like, you know, they're like 6'1". <laughs> They're like six one, and they're like putting their elbow. Speaking in, of dunk, in yeah. the how's that? How's that? How's this bet going, Not guys? Good. Not good. Uh, Matt's kind of down horrendous. I still mm. need to check and see where I'm at. But I, Rob has a ten foot plus pole, like for vertical jump right. in the gym. I can very confidently get my hand, like my whole hand, over it. Okay, that's getting so, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to do it before April twelfth. Mm -hmm. So time is of the essence. Do you but, get multiple shots at this? Yes. Or is it just endless amounts. You get endless. an infinite amount of tries. You just have to do it once. And it has to be fair. I think I'm only going to do it once. Yeah. Like, I think I'm just going like, <laughs> to build it just all give up. It, give it your all, bro. This is it. <laughs> build it all <laughs> up and just one day yeah. go out there and just... <laughs> uh, my, knees, my knees fucked up. I twisted it snowboarding like four weeks ago. And it, it's still a little bit swollen. I don't know. I'm a little worried I tore something. But, <laughs> you know price you pay hey it's just like he's out here out playing there. pickleball a couple days ago going man there's something wrong with my knee and everyone just says you ever get it checked out or take a break like no nah. i'm just gonna keep playing <laughs> no, i'm good nah. what are the but fuck are they gonna do good. what are they gonna do put a band-aid on it no but they can figure out what it is nah. yeah. yeah you can't trust these people man just put some tussin on it put some tussin on it man you know i know i know how this works yep. i know my body <laughs> like you just rub dirt on it and it should be okay <laughs> that's like if someone got cut like back in the day like, yeah put some dirt on it yeah rub fine. some dirt on it 
So, and, and I'll be all, my final take on the LeBron Jordan thing is, uh, I don't think Jordan could ever be dethroned as the GOAT. I think he's like the Babe Ruth of the basketball. Yeah. Uh, Babe Ruth's a bad comparison. Um, because like Babe Ruth is just old timey and would never make it in today's league. Is there so. a consensus of like GOAT of baseball? It's Barry Bonds. Nobody will say it, but it's Barry fucking Bonds. Mm. Eh. Why wouldn't they say it? Because of the whole PED stuff? Yeah, because of the PED stuff. But, but it's like, like, everyone's on PED stuff. Probably. I mean, even going back to, like, the 70s and 60s, they're all taking greenies and all types of shit. I'm saying, like, people, people always take shit. Yeah, everybody's always fucked up, but, like, what Bonds did is absolutely unlikely to ever be And people won't say that because they'll be like, it'll be like Barry Bonds asterisk. I mean, stats-wise, yeah. if you're just strictly looking at the stats, of course. I mean, yeah. Even, even the eye test, though, it's like... I understand you can make a case that he wasn't the greatest left fielder of all time, although he does have many gold gloves and <laughs> perform pretty well out there. <laughs> and just gets though. things done. You also, know. also, you know, also stole over brain. 500 bases, but you know, maybe he's not a five tool player in most people's mind. I don't know, but like nobody can deny what this man did at the plate. Yeah, it was it was godlike. Where's uh, Mike Trout and all this all this stuff? He's kind of battled through injuries a lot mm. as of late. He's still, uh, he's, he's still really, really good. Yeah, and he's just buried <laughs> in the fucking uh, awful market that is the Los Angeles Angels. Like, Anaheim. It's, yeah, it's very, very unfortunate. Like, when these great players... Like, Tim Duncan's a great example. Tim Duncan's amazing. One of the best to ever play his position. It's like a sneak. By just, a long shot. Like, very sneakily. Yeah, and the, the Spurs were a fucking dynasty when he was there. The Manu era. But it was San Antonio. Tony Parker. <laughs> yeah, but it, like it was San Antonio, you know? Like, they're not, they're yeah. not selling out stadiums across the world. Well, so where's Aaron Judge on this, all this stuff? He's up there? Too, way too soon to tell. And too soon. He bloomed late. He's like oldish, right? Yeah, I mean, he's like, what, he's 30? 29, 30? 30. Yeah. So it's like, his first few years have been good, but like he came into the league late 20s what's yeah. the average shelf life of a mlb player if i had to guess yeah well it's tough because it's so skewed by the people who aren't starters as in just like show up and still like DH. like people who are just like get one cup of coffee with the mlb they they play you know under a season oh and sure. then there are like bench players that like last you guys three are all or four wrong years. It's all about my boy Jose Canseco. Uh, Who's this? He has a gas station. Are you gonna, are you gonna show the one where the where the ball bounces <laughs> no. off his head? Don't bring, <laughs> don't bring that up. Uh, that was the man, dude. The Bash mm -hmm. Brothers back Bash in the Brothers, day. Yeah, Seiko's a legend. He uh, McGuire. He's friends with one of our former academy attendees. She's always trying to get him to come on the pod. Yeah. Oh, nice. Be well, great to have. Him. I don't yeah. want it unless he's gonna reveal some more shit. Hey. <laughs> I want to know everything. You're a tough man. interview, Burke. You can get it out of That's him. right. I want to know fucking everything. Uh, a couple more people to discuss it when in conversation of the goats. Mahomes yesterday. Ooh boy. Things you're, change. You're Things bad. change when he wins that when he wins that Super Bowl. I was actually rooting against them for dynasty purposes. For for dynasty purposes. I, I have this stupid, absolutely nonsensical, illogical. Don't I don't want other dynasties to compare to the Steelers. Yeah. Like, I was happy that Brady left after six in New England, mm -hmm. and I hang my hat on the fact that they've lost one more Super Bowl than the Steelers have lost. Don't know why. <laughs> don't, don't think it matters. But as far as I'm concerned, the Steelers are still the, the most best franchise out there. They're the best franchise out there. They've, they're the most efficient Super Bowl franchise of all time. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's all that matters. Yeah, Mahomes is really, really Mahomes good. Mahomes might win 10. Yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's, it's funny to think. It depends on how long he plays and how healthy he plays and obviously 
we can't predict what's going to happen in eight yeah. years from now, but like 10 years from now. But man, I don't even know how much it matters got, about him. He's got two. I think what I matters mean, is how long Kelsey plays. <laughs> this man is beast. unfucking yeah. stoppable. Yeah. Who do you put on? Uh, he, on his first touchdown, I was watching it and I go, when are they going to put a corner on him? And then I look mm. and I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a fucking cornerback. Yeah. That's just a corner that yeah, he just absolutely matter. destroyed. Right. All right, man. Someone's going to say it. It was a little bit of a scam at the end there. There was a little bit of a scam at the a end. A lot of bit of a scam. Imagine oh. if this, imagine if that was the Steelers. If it was the Steelers, oh, I would be burning whole, the fucking place down. podcast would be about. Philadelphia has to be on fire right now. That yeah. was, uh, I, I remember probably five really game-altering blown calls in the last handful of years, mm. uh, two of which, actually three of which affected the Steelers, but two of which directly <laughs> affected them. One was the... Uh, one is Steelers adjacent. Heath Miller's catch. The Heath Miller catch, Patriots. where they called him down at the one-yard line. We were running in the oh, academy. No, 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 they called it no catch, yeah. right? They called we it a fumble. We were running in the academy. While that was happening, we were watching it downstairs while the yeah. academy was going on. It was crazy. Fucking absolutely... Yeah. Insane. Uh, that was that was another one of this Patriots scam fucking Super Bowls. Steelers would have got the one seed if it weren't for that. Mm, yeah, just can't come through Heinz Field. Forget about it. The, the, that's the one thing. I wonder. If, I wonder if like Ben Roethlisberger, like he's got his two Super Bowls, but in the back of his mind, he like he never beat Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. I wonder if that like sticks in this craw. I mean, it say. should legitimately <laughs> eats at you. Not not that you deserve. Uh, not you deserve anything like with the what if game as far as like oh well, if Brady didn't exist I would have 10 it's mm -hmm. like yeah well that's true but you should just be better than Brady kind of thing <laughs> but also there was some fucking scamming going on yeah. like there was there was fucking uh, Spygate the Flategate well I don't care about the Flategate that didn't affect us directly Spygate was them literally filming our goddamn practices so they could beat us in the AFC championship yeah well, that's, that's a bit of a problem this also a bit of a problem. I mean, he's kind of holding Guys, him a little he's bit. He's kind of like, holding on he to the shirt. I like, mean, like, here's the thing. I think like he did hold him. You could call it, but in that the gravity of that moment, just like just, just this is what I said to Landon. Keep the flag in. The I don't pocket. know how on earth you would have the balls to throw a flag in that spot. Yeah. Like in real time, knowing the gravity of the situation, mm -hmm. seeing that happen, there would just be no way I would be like, "Well, it's, this listen, was close." The, the refs, flag. I mean, they got a tough job. Man, a really tough job. Are there? I'm sure there's not yet, but like the idea of having AI for football, for like when it comes. Well, to I don't know if you could do it for these subjective things. Well, like, but yeah, they're just, talking about doing it for uh, like moving the chains and shit. Yeah, because I saw it, it's <clears throat> insane that the world we live in today is 2023, and they're still out there with chains moving them. Yeah, back. ridiculous. Like, what's happening? It's here? And honestly, it took me becoming like an adult to realize how inaccurate yeah, that actually right? is. Yeah, where like in my head as a kid, it was just like, oh well, the chain obviously says it's short. It's like right. these people had to march it out yeah. there mm -hmm. and somehow like, like walk exactly. in a straight line it's, to do it. Right. It's like man, it's like, right. man they, fuck the chain. They like, literally could just put like a, a little tiny chip in the in the football that wouldn't affect anything, and you would know exactly. Yeah. Where it is on the field at all times. And what really, what really <laughs> opened my eyes to is whenever the yellow line started to appear on like ESPN and stuff, mm -hmm. and how like accurate the fucking yellow line right, is, and yeah. the chains never seem to match up. Right. It's, it's like, <laughs> what's happening? And they're oh well, the yellow line's just an estimate. It's like the fuck it is. Yeah. That line is a line. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, straight. It's like the line is an estimate. Well, it could just be accurate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get to the lines. Yeah. Make it be that way, man. There that was, was a scam, uh, though. That was a sick scam. Oh, it was a sick scam. There was another scam uh, a few years back. Uh, I won't forget this one. Uh, I can't remember who the Steeler receiver was, but um, he 
it might have been Santonio Holmes. No, nah, I, I don't feel like it was that old. It was against the Saints. And it was it was the difference between making the playoffs or not. And whoever it was like caught the ball and as he was coming down, it was the Calvin Johnson scam. Do you remember that one? Oh, like catch, oh. not a catch? Yeah, Calvin yeah, Johnson yeah, caught a ball yeah. in the end zone, and as he came down, he like put the ball on, on the, the end zone yeah, yeah. while still possessing it, and right, they called yeah. it no catch. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a similar thing to that, and the refs obviously fucked mm-hmm. it up. And then there was another one where the Saints got absolutely... It was like two weeks later, after having benefited from this call against the Steelers, the Saints got absolutely fucked mm-hmm. to not make the playoffs. Right, that was... Um, Saints-Rams? That, that's, Saints that's when they went that the next year, they had the instant replay for, um, for pass passing interference. interference. Yeah. And they were like, wait, what are we doing? And they got rid of that. Yeah, but yeah, it was a PI yeah. call. I think it was the Saints-Rams. Yeah. Uh, Saints-Rams. I think you're yeah. right, too. Uh, where they just got giga-fucked in the right. last like, 15 seconds. Man, imagine how... It's crazy how different things would be, and like, because for football, it's all just best of ones, right? NBA playoffs, you know, seven games. But football, like, things go right, go wrong. You just win, lose. Like, legacies live, die. The funny part is, is, uh, it's weird living in the duality of, I guess, like my brain, where uh, growing up a Yinzer, who you pay homage to uh, the Sunday football gods, and you know, the outcome of the game really does dictate a big part of your happiness to then graduating to being an adult, kind of being a little bit removed from that, not having the water cooler talk every day, listening to talk radio and everything else. So still having a deep love and respect for everything, but maybe a little bit of rationality creeps into your brain and you just realize that it's all fucking random and nothing matters. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, a ref randomly misses a call and it impacted the outcome. Like, that sucks for one fan base and it's really good for another, but, like, in the end, who gives a shit? I mean, I had the Chiefs in the over, so I was cool with the call. (laughs) What was the over-under? 51. Ooh. That feels like a a safe over. Yeah. That that was going to be a 30-point game. Yeah. Always. Right? As long as it's close, like, you're you're going to hit. Seems pretty confident. Um. Yeah, I missed. Uh, I missed your Super Bowl party. Apologies. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was, you you know, have a banger. No, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't too crazy. Just you know, some, what you would expect. A lot of barbecue. It was busting. A lot of beers. Though. It was busting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for real. For real. I, the barbecue was very, very good. Yeah, Guapo was there. Guapo I really wanted up. some barbecue. Jamin came in. I really wanted some barbecue, here. but at the same time, I. Uh, it wasn't an accident that I had a full slate of work to do yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because I was really self-restricting from overeating, I just couldn't do it again. <laughs> like, you would have overeat. We had well, no. You wouldn't eat the chili. That's true. You wouldn't eat. There was you know vegetables in it. There, like, was, what bullshit, there was seasoning. But like, yeah. what bullshit desserts did you have? Uh, we only had a tray of cookies, which yeah. you would have which eaten I would have the annihilated. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there, I think there was like um, what else was there? Little um, uh, peanut butter cups or whatever. Yeah. yeah. See, like. Yeah, you, you saved you yourself about this, Matt. These All are of the, your friends want mm-hmm. you to fail. It's true. Yeah. You saved yourself calories. You lost out on good conversations with your friends. So whatever. Uh, it's a fair trade. I get to have a good conversation with you every single day, five <laughs> days a week. True. And I got a ton of work done. That, that the only true. thing I really missed was some brisket. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no brisket. Oh, I'm not upset at all. No, there was, uh, <laughs> but, but there was beef ribs, which are okay. also really good. All right. They, are. they sound yeah. wet, though. No. Beef ribs are not. I they don't. I don't sauce the beef ribs. It doesn't oh, okay. matter what they yeah, are. They're good. It's literally no just like salt and pepper on them. Okay. And, uh, and, and butter. That I could have gotten behind. Yeah, a lot of butter. Yeah, a little bit of butter. A lot mm-hmm. of butter. A lot of bit of butter. Yep. And then I had uh, pork ribs, and then the chili, and then um, snacks and shit. Okay. Yeah. Just well, snacks and shit seems to be a bit of the problem. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I made I made a vow 
that today I was going to finally start to cut. Today's the day. I've been talking about cutting for a month and a half, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer. Today is finally the day, but I had to actually start yesterday. Couldn't start today because, okay. you know, you're just going to fuck up today. Right. So today we're, we're in good shape so far. I woke up. First thing I did was jump in the pool, sauna, jump in the pool again, walk to the gym, hour and a half workout, walk back from the gym, ate my protein this morning, podcasting. Let's fucking go, baby. All right. Oh. Now it starts on Valentine's Day. Now we have. <laughs> I saw a lot of Valentine's pictures yesterday. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's I don't today. Know what it means. It's just funny. Today it's the day before Valentine's this Day. This is for all the single ladies. It's just you get you get you get with the girls for Valentine's Day. Oh, gal, Galen. Mm. I was it. thinking. I, I feel like we should have a complimentary. He said Valentine's Day. I was thinking. Yeah, like, we do. It's Saturday. Saturdays are for the gallon. boys. <laughs> Saturday. No, no, no. I'm just saying. It sounds like there's a lot of single ladies that are out and about and. As men, we should probably collectively be I don't out think and about. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be in a relationship oh. or not in a relationship. It's just like you get, you get together with your girlfriends, and it's because you're gals. Man, yeah, imagine, gals needing, get together. imagine needing a holiday for that. It's just like a mock holiday, yeah, right? we, just, we just have sports. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We have <laughs> we Saturdays and Sundays. Sundays for NFL Sundays. Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays. Yeah. It's for the boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're all for the boys. You know, so They need this. <laughs> I understand. I love this for them. I do love this for them. <laughs> Um, man, you're leaving tomorrow. I am leaving tomorrow. I guess oh, we can yeah. talk about that a little I think bit. We should talk about that a little bit. Uh, I have been invited by my very two special Valentines, <laughs> Phil Helmuth and Robbie J. Lou, uh, to play live at the bike. Little 100, 200, maybe 100, 200, 400. I don't know. Rumors are Helmuth is buying in for 300K. That's what he said. I, I don't believe this. I believe it. I, uh, I just don't believe he's going to VPIP double digits. Yeah. But, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow on air. Um, they asked me to do a little, the, to cut a little promo, cut a little tease, if you will. So I went ahead and hit him with a little something, something. What's up, everybody? I know that we've been off this week due to a luggage situation, but the Only Friends pod will return next week. However, I had to get this news out as fast as possible. The rumors are true. I'm going to be spending this Valentine's Day holiday with two of my biggest poker crushes, The Poker Brat and Phil Helmuth. All jokes aside, it's going to be business as usual as we play a high-stakes cash game where everybody's buying in reasonably deep. And I expect that there's going to be fireworks, whether it's playing a Jack-4 bounty or me getting told to go fuck myself again. Tune in. So I'm looking forward to spending Valentine's Day getting told to go fuck myself. (laughs) I... You guys are going to be best friends after this. Pretty much like every Valentine's Day, to be quite honest. You know what? I think that. I think you guys are going to be best friends after this. Yeah? Yeah. We'll be attached Mm -hmm. to the hip. She's going to be like, you know what? He's not that bad. And you're going to be like, she's not that bad. And then, you know. I don't think she's bad. I don't think you do either. I think she's a pathological liar, but like, I don't (laughs) think anything else. Maybe you won't think that after (laughs) actually having a conversation with a player with her for a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't understand. Like I've, I've. Really refrained from saying disparaging things against uh, against Robbie. Except for, I, except for being a pathological liar. Well, that's a new one. That's that's after the entire body of work has come uh, forward. Now I've made the conclusion that she may not have cheated for sure, but she definitely lies about a lot of shit. And she, I think, admitted to that in the know, Vertucci interview. It's it's a human trait. People lie all the yeah, time. Yeah, people lie. You know what they say? I forgive her. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. That's right. He knows. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, most of my ire was directed towards, uh, the, the shoddy setup in the stream house and 
you know, we've seen some change there, so, so you, that's good. You're very excited to play, get in the mix there. I'm just happy to play 100 or 200. Yeah. I don't yeah. care where it is, <laughs> you, who it's who with. There. What do you think, how do you think uh, Robbie is going to approach the game? Do you think she's going to like get in there and just fire away? And I imagine, and this is just speculation off of the little bit of watching this whole thing unfold, but I imagine for her, these platforms are just like a stage. And it's all about the show. You think she's going to try to win a hand with Jack 4? Probably. My, my <laughs> I imagine question was so. going to be is, when you get Jack 4, Matt, are you going to open? No. I, I mean, no. <laughs> Maybe. If it's Jack 4 if suited, Jack he's on four, the button. If it's Jack 4, yeah, if it's Jack 4 suited on the button, I'm going to open it. <laughs> all right. Like, uh, I've, I've ran the Jack 4 bluff on the bike a handful yeah, of times you have. just for the lulls right. and it's the dumbest thing ever there's right. no bounty attached nothing you're playing a negative EV nope. hand like really Literally badly for the lulls the That's, memes yeah. are eternal they ask are. L about it L does it every time he's dealt it and he's just getting <laughs> fucking pummeled <laughs> Yeah, but he's got the memes. I think he oh. might like he's he's on the live stream hospital because he just played too much fucking Jack Four. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing, man. You know, people still have top of range. Like, why but you know you... he's going to be in a situation. He's going to have course, it. He's going to open. And if and you don't down, open Jack like, Four, it's going to be so disappointing. Like he's just not going to. He's like he's like if you are watching. I can't fold this hand. <laughs> Out of spite, I'm going to do it with a different hand. I'm just going to. Just gonna I'm just find gonna one. randomly pick one. Uh, no, you have to nine, do six it. Nine, six of clubs. There it is. <laughs> He's got to do it when he has a deck read. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's very eight. important was, to trust your deck six, read. Nine, eight. What was Garrett's hand? Oh, nine, eight of clubs. Nine, eight of clubs. Yeah. So you have to have a deck read. Or eight, seven know, of clubs. Eight, yeah, seven eight, of clubs. Seven you have to know when you're going to hit. You know? Yeah. If you know you're going to make trips with like King Do you ever have off, those feelings with bad hands? No. Oh, I do all the time. Of course you do. All the time. And it, I have to tell you. Uh, You're wrong a lot. Subjectively speaking, <laughs> it's right a lot. You're fucking sorry. A lot. <laughs> like, I love that for you. Ooh, we're going to get in the mix a little bit with this 9-5 suited from Under the Gun 1. Yeah, because <laughs> what happens is when it does end up working out, you end up playing a bigger pot by big, default. Big pot. But when it doesn't work out, you just check fold. Yeah, that seems fine. Right. Yeah. What a great right. asymmetric risk. Yeah, or you get coolered by a hand that does exist. How they could can't you get avoid coolered? coolers, man? Yeah, it's happen. like you got the nine five suited. How yeah. often are they going to show up with the nine ten? Exactly. How often are they going to show up with a ASX of the same suit and just flush yeah. or flush it you? It doesn't happen that much, man. No, it's hard. Yeah, I think it happened if we had Queen yeah, Jack. You when know? it happens, <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, because Queen Jack beats nine five. All hands, all hands are dominated by another hand, except for aces. So aces are you know, hands. here we are. Yep. Honestly, aces live deep stacked actually may have less upside than they appear. Sounds terrifying. Because like when you play <laughs> massive pots, when you play massive pots, you're scared. Uh, you're scared. You, to you're try just it. kind of on the wrong side, you know. A thousand big blinds. You got aces. Yeah. You just never improved to the river. It's just like you're. Yeah, you're not. You're like not really free to play a big, big blinds in the pot and. Yeah. That's why when it comes to rangers, you don't just want to only have aces. Because if mm. someone knows you only have Should aces, have kings they too. know how to beat you. Should also have know. kings. It's like, oh, I can, can this hand beat or potentially make aces fold later? Yep. And uh, kings, kings get cracked too yeah. easily. Those are ace magnets. I balance, right. I balance my... I, balance my, uh, my, I can't with this. I, I balance my opening aces range with my kings range. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very good. <coughs> I balance my suited will aces with my suited will kings. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you gotta five bet them, bro. Like Fifty-three thousand in the middle. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is you can't make a straight. 
What are you talking about? People forget straights. People forget that you can make straights with the ace wheels like a lot more than they would expect. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can make a one liner with King Five very easily Mm -hmm. on both sides. It's very scary. Well, you know what you do is you play King Ace Deuce Three Four Five. Oh, yeah. That's why you play. 10-5 because you can make all the straights. That's true. <laughs> that is true. A uh, little uh, strat chat preview for tomorrow <laughs> from, from the tortoise. That's right. I remember hearing uh, a story where like when people 10, first five. started uh, like playing poker, they thought that straights wrapped around. So like queen, king, ace, deuce, three was a straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It well, should be. It should be. Does, it lo- does that logically make sense to you? <laughs> there, there are games where that's true. Uh, I can't remember. Ten, any, I can't remember. Off, I can't really remember any off the top of my head. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you play playing some funky games. Ten yeah. game mix games. At no, Go. no. I feel like I feel like uh, it's it's like a, a lax rule you can add to Rummy, mm. where you can have the wraparound. Yeah, you can maybe. just make your own code. <laughs> yeah, you know if you're if you're not playing with like a real strict Rummy player, you can. You can get the uh, what did they call it like a boxcar straight or something like that. Sounds right. Boxcar. I think that's. And it might not even be rummy, but there's definitely a game where like you can make a box mm-hmm. box car straight. Yeah, yeah, and on Thursdays, uh, Yo, King Ace Deuce Three. <laughs> Thursdays, deuces are better than aces. Yeah. We uh, I, we used to play back in the day. We would I would I would refuse to play seven card stud games without a wild card. So I would always make deuces wild because of the most useless card in the deck. Did <laughs> man, this deuces reminds wild. me of a time when uh, I was like playing <laughs> home game bullshit in college. Where we played Deuces Wild Omaha. So we played PLO, but Deuces could just be anything you wanted. And I made a straight flush versus my friend's quads, where he thought quads was like straight nuts. And after realizing, like, and crunching some numbers that that wasn't actually the case, and like, I won the pot, <laughs> he just hits you with, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't fucking talk to me. Well, here's the real question What trumps what? Straight flush or five of a kind? Yeah, five of a kind didn't count. Oh, what the fucking kind of game are you playing? Yeah, what are you talking about? Five, five, of a kind. Ki- five aces is the nuts. That's where we come from. <laughs> yeah, where we, where come, we come from. from. Five we, of a kind beats a Yeah, where you come right. from, you also forgot you yeah. had a boat in the hand against your friend. I did. I did. Uh, I didn't have a boat in my hand. I would pocket, pocket seven. Imagine if we, our home games consisted of uh, playing Omaha. Like, we're like, because mm. we just got introduced to, to know the home. We're like, you know what? We're going to give you an extra two cards. But you <laughs> well, have to use two of them in your hand. We would have never got uh, yeah, anything right. Wow. You might not even been a no-limit player. Uh, I'm sure mm. I would have been. <laughs> or cards. We did used to, we used to play replace the pot games, and they scared me more than anything else on replace Earth. Replace the pot? Yes. Yeah. What is that? Um, honestly, the structure like is kind of lost on me, but it was like a game like Guts. So like uh, you would, you would put a chip in your hand if you wanted to stay or none if you wanted to like bow out or whatever. So like everybody who's chip who's who stayed were now competing against each other for the pot. Yeah. And whoever won uh, would an win, and then whoever lost would all have to replace the pot. Yeah. So if there's one dollar in the pot, the winner wins the dollar, and the three losers would have to put a dollar in the pot. Right. So now there's three in there. Right. Wow. Right. And then it can go to three to nine to. 27 like so the pots grow like exponentially exponentially. and yeah and then you know when you're sitting there and you're like in high school and you just wanted to play some you know five dollar uh yeah i was just trying to lose a few quarters here and there you know you're like this is all the money yeah it was always with fucking steel we'd go play with with goddamn the upperclassmen Mm -hmm. and every game they wanted to play was replace the pot they knew how to they have money then 
like more. I mean, compared to us, yeah, they were 18. Right, we yeah. were like 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why but we they were wanted... such superior poker players. Oh, so we, we were wanted so... to just play all the skill games, and they wanted to play all. We the We were luck so games. sharp too. Like, would play replace the pot games if we weren't dealt nuts round one. We were just fucking out yep. and watch them just like battle with each other. Yep. And then when we did play, we'd win like 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Right. So you guys turned into nits. Yeah. <laughs> Uber nits. We were yeah, the Kesslers of, of our fucking home yeah. games. Crush it though. Absolutely smash. You guys went and you guys became sick nits against your quote unquote friends. Imagine one point in my life being a sick nit. I remember I had no gamble to me at all. No, mm-hmm. you had the penny jar gamble. Uh, no, it wasn't a gamble. I knew I was going to win the pot. Yeah. I just, you I knew just every knew. time. How many times did you penny jar someone? Too many times. Too many times. Honestly, too many times where Lamana goes, I, one of these days I'm just going to make you count it. I should have. I should have <laughs> made him nobody, count it. Nobody ever had just had nuts against you and they, when you penny jarred? No, I don't remember why. Like, I think I just understood something about removal back then. Uh, like you just nut blocker penny jar. Yeah, there was just like something. enough information available yeah. where like you just understood removal even at a cursory level. Yeah. Where their fear plus the fact that like you held a nut card was good enough. Right. Yeah. So like they could literally have like quads and you could have like a royal like three to a royal showing on your on your seven card uh, stud board and then just be like fuck I fold. <laughs> What's the best hand you think you made someone fold? Uh, full house probably. Probably something. Like yeah. someone had quads, you think they pay you? It's it's weird because because we did play with like all yeah. kinds of different um, wild cards. So how much? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the thing. Sometimes like, you could have quad deuces, and it's not that great of a hand because right. like we have th- you know sevens and deuces or how wild much? And like, how, mu- how much money do you think was in the penny jar if you got called and lost? Um, Too much. This is like hundreds of dollars. Each, for yeah, because like each penny yeah. was worth a quarter. So yeah, so it was twenty five x the number of pennies in there. It might have been like five dollars, <laughs> probably more. Worth I think it. we rolled the. I think we rolled the jar at one point, and it ended up being like around ten dollars worth. Yeah, it's of, like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> be paying that off. For, I'd been fucked. Yeah, I don't have two hundred fifty dollars. Nope. You'd have to cut every lawn in the neighborhood. <laughs> Man, I wish that there was a part of the story where you got penny jar, like you penny jarred someone, and you got called, and you had to then deal with like the ramifications being like i don't have this money actually it, it, would, it would have steered south really quickly right. like there, it would have turned into like an after school special where suddenly <laughs> i became the poster boy for why you don't gamble underage it's just, it's just funny that like back then we just had like no understanding of table stakes no but we <laughs> right. did have a deep understanding of like being indebted to gamblers right exactly <laughs> so we were like all terrified all of running up some sort of debt mm-hmm. where now it's like i see kids will just like gamble and they'll play like phone money so they'll just have like digits in their phone where like their friends owe them for lifetimes. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Conrad still has a, it's like a tab. Yeah. Basically it just be, yeah. everything becomes a tab and it's like, they have no intentions of ever paying one another. Oh, right. Man. They'll just gamble it off someday. Our tab can be cleared if you do well tomorrow. Fingers crossed, baby. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. It might be a multi-day uh, event. <laughs> a multi-day We're not sure. event. I have to kiss some asses. Uh, so I can't tell how many stinks on air. I gotta, I gotta make sure I secure a seat for Wednesday and Thursday too. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of goats in poker. Who's the... who? No. who oh, Helmuth? Yeah, that's you now. I actually... Look, I've said this many times. I think he's one of the best at what he does. I think he is too. I, I legitimately, wholeheartedly, very sincerely think he is absolutely the best World Series poker player of all time. And you really yeah. want that seat on Wednesday. No, no are you I, I serious? No, no. I, I'm, I'm a plus one here, man. Like, this guy's got 16 of them. I yeah. agree. He might I've be been the best MSOP player of all time. Yeah. Like, and, and, like, he, he competes in all formats. Like, I, I truly do all. think right. that he is... The top one percent, uh, the top. He's one of one when it comes to the WSOP specifically, and that's that's what he wants the most. 
Yeah, right? so, so like, like, why isn't like, that accolade good enough? The reason why I tell him he stinks is because he puffs his chest and has a bunch of arrogance around things that he's absolutely trash yeah, at. And he can't sell it at 100K at 1.3 against these guys. Right, man. it's like, come on, like, there are just some things that you're really bad at. You're not good at deep stakes cash. We're going to get to see a preview of it tomorrow. You're not very good at heads up. Like, we already got to see a preview of Coon wiping the floor with you. Like, that's he did the way win it nine works. before that. Like, I don't, I don't run around here going, like, I'm the goddamn best. Deal me four cards. I'll show you what's going on. I don't even know how the fucking rules work, man. <laughs> like, I'm terrible at Omaha. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. mediocre at tournaments. Yeah. Like, I know where my weaknesses lie. I'm not going to puff my chest and be like, I'm the greatest ever dude. Yeah, it. you're good at being the Ben Shapiro of the poker community. <laughs> I, fucking, I hate Ben Shapiro. I'm oh, so mad man. that that was the comparison. I think it was hilarious. Of course, you think it's hilarious. of course it's hilarious because of that, for that fact. I don't even hate him because of his beliefs. I mean, I do hate him because of his beliefs but he's such a little fucking twit like smarmy I uh, yeah like what, i don't want to be thought of as as, sh as smarmy and like a little fucking twit yeah. like he's just somebody i want to flick in the nose I shut the fuck I'm up i'm pretty sure caitlin knows that and that's why she did it she does yeah, speaking of caitlin she did she won the super bowl yesterday she, she won did. the halftime show she won it all i didn't even watch rihanna i just watched this video on a loop uh <laughs> before we before we show it there are three parts that are, to me, just the absolute chef's kiss of this whole thing. I don't think she could have nailed it any harder. The the Henry line. So I don't think her Henry impersonation was actually that good. Uh, but the Henry line of... I'm not a cuck. I'm shag your mother. Therefore, I'm a motherfucker. Was so good. Just so fucking uh, good. It's very it's so British. Yes, it's mm -hmm. so British. It's just so fucking spicy and good. Uh, I thought that the Keating impersonation was just remarkable. Right. It's like the funniest rendition of Keating. For those of us who have known him for like a really long time, obviously there's been an evolution of Keating. And like to see that the the community views him now as like the most interesting man on the world drinking a Dos Equis <laughs> is fucking hilarious to me. Uh, and then the the Lynn impersonation was fucking gold, man. Right, just don't, don't, gold. Ruin, don't ruin all of it. Let let the people. I mean, let it cook. Let it cook. Like just let just, cook. just let it let them watch. It. <laughs> Cowboy saying out in his morning sprint. <laughs> See, lads, this is bullying. It's not right to film someone without their permission whilst the lad is having a, a wee run about the resort. A little exercise, you poo. Well, that's a good act to take. Get back in the booth, Kilbane. Step right up and receive the award for biggest cuck of the year, Kilbane. No, I'm actually not a cuck. The fact that I shag your mum makes me a motherfucker. This seems like a great opportunity for a Twitter thread. In the following Tell slide, the prop bat. You know about the prop bat? Don't have to keep bringing up the prop bet every time I do a Twitter thread. That being so many Twitter threads they'll fill. Like, people are gonna think you're weird. Wow. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect from, for, of all people, <laughs> you know, wow. So that actually is a great example of something that hurts my feelings. Men suck. I cannot in good faith stand by and let known bad actors infiltrate our community using divisive tactics deal with that as the self-appointed ben shapiro of poker ethics i am duty stricken i would be remiss you think i care what a man thinks <sighs> if perchance my action came available would that be fun for you 
Hey guys, Doug Polk here. I'm proud to announce that after competing my fat loss bet with Bill Perkins, I am no longer an absolute unit. I'm in fact so skinny, I can now compete aesthetically with men from Los Angeles. I've actually been taking this drug called Ozempic. Mm -hmm. So it makes me nauseous when I don't eat, but also when I do eat. It's a miracle drug. And I'm saving so much time from not eating. Fatty! <laughs> Do you know if you call a baddie a fatty, then she's not able to resist you? Women are so embarrassing. Making just works, bro. Man, I am so horny right now. Bro, it's not even fair. Well done, Caitlin. Well done. I, I have to say. Amazing. Again. She absolutely fucking nailed some of those. So like, good. Just nailed Lynn was so Lynn spot was on. Great. She's our poker community version of Annie Agar. I don't know who that is. The person that does all the weekly reviews of uh, football games that you like. Oh, she's oh, incredible. Yes. She's great too. Yeah. She's yep. so fucking talented. I love those. Yeah. Uh, Dude, she nailed it. She she so lit Cole Poise and Jaffe off the hook. Okay. She was so lenient on them. I mean, they just, they're the gift that keep on giving. Mm -hmm. And then this point was just an antagonist. But yeah, the Henry was was so fucking good. <laughs> I would be remiss. Yeah, she went she went really hard on the big words for you. Mm -hmm. It was a that's, nice touch. That's the that's the shtick. I, yeah, I don't even care. I'm glad, to the bit. I'm glad I was in there. I think it's hilarious that she made Dr. K a valley girl. Yes. <laughs> you think I care? <laughs> like, if anything would make that woman crawl out of her skin, it's the notion that she's a valley girl. Yes. Listen, we love Caitlin from uh, Texas. Oh, man. Fucking incredible. So that good. absolutely made my week. Uh, yeah. Apparently, there's a part two coming. Yes. Very excited for that. Come yes. back to us, Caitlin. We need you back on the podcast. Yeah. We do need you back. I think she's coming out here for a little shindig in March. Rumor is that uh, she's up for a couple of awards. Yeah. I imagine she's going to be on scene. Better get some fucking W's in those, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think she does. Wow. What is she up for? Personality of the Year? I think Rising Star and Content Rising Creation. Star. Yeah, something like that. Rising Star, I, I feel like, definitely lock. Mm -hmm. uh, the Content Creation one was her first impersonation video, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's between her and Marley Solver's videos, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, that was great. I too. thought that those were Marley's really good. By yeah, far the two the best. Really good, and yeah. we're actually very, very like blessed to have people in the community make like such good content for just it's very it's we're free. So spoiled. It's free. <laughs> it's free. We're yeah. so spoiled and it's so ridiculous how insulated it stays. I mean, granted, like it does get pretty niche. It's like so if you're niche. not a poker fan, there's you no way you have that. any idea. You wouldn't who get any of that. Right. right, yeah. It's not like uh the Annie Ambar Agar. Agar. Um, where she generalized it to just the teams. It's just That's football so, and teams. God, it's yeah. so fucking good. He's funny. It's so good. But, uh, I, you know, I think there's room for, for that to happen in poker. And honestly, mm -hmm. like, you could just be a casual onlooker and understand, like, Marley Solver's video, which I just don't know. What's it going to take for some of these things to go viral, man? Man, it's just too niche. Bro. I don't know. It's too fucking niche. I, is it, though? Yes. The con from the content side, like, that stuff, Yes. Right, because yeah. when, when you look at like the hustler game that like 
Alex did with Mr. Beast and Ludwig and like all the content creators, like that fucking smashed, right? Because it's just people in an industry or in a space that has infinite viewership as is, yeah. where it's so hard to get that to translate from the poker space when you're talking about solvers and ICM and then like using people the community that people don't even know of as is, where it's yeah. like, how is this supposed to be relevant to No, that to is me? true. Like the genius of like Marley's video, like the EV one to me is my favorite one. Yeah. But the real genius of it isn't understanding like what expected value is because anybody can understand expected value like a lay person can understand it's the nuance through which she explains it of like i've already paid you it's like no you haven't <laughs> he throws an iou note at her right where it's like when people uh, in the space understand these terms like what ev is and being mm -hmm. on the side of getting called ev fucked in some spots where it's like oh yeah you losing that pot that costs you about like sixty thousand dollars yeah whatever. just the fact that like it's all dealt dealt with in the theoretical or the hypothetical right, right? like the idea of the original sklansky bucks uh yeah. now being translated out into uh you know what we just commonly referred to as EV. Right, where someone's like, oh, that's funny, I get it, but how does this relate to me? Where if someone yeah. has been, like, call it fucked, final two tables, where you get two out and spiked on, it's like, oh yeah, here's all the money for that, and it's IOU letters. Like, yeah. it just makes it that much better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've really gotten a lot nice. of IOU, IOU I, I have a closet full of IOUs. I can't wait to cash them in. I'm sure it's going to be, like, on my deathbed when they're fucking useless. Yeah, you're going to, maybe you'll win the main this year. Hmm. Maybe that's how it all happens, you know? You just build up enough IOUs and then they just bless you with a main event. Yeah, win. you finally cash them in. Yes. Yeah. God, I would be the Those worst. Those are as good as cash. Would, so I be the, <laughs> would I be the worst main event champion of all time? I'd have to be like top five. What does right? that mean? Well, I'm just thinking like... Like bad at poker? Mm. No, no, no. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like top five worst oh, main event. Like, base. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Queen Wynn just won it. Not no. that long ago, motherfucker. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say damn, bro, damn, you're yeah. cutting yourself short mm -hmm. here. You just mean the sense that you have a platform I mean, and it would just God always damn, be... damn, man. You turned 41 yeah. and you're just you know, washed. Like, That's uh, it. It would be, be a notch down from, from Espen, though. Sure. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. I, I, you'll, you'll be like, well, every single podcast would have to be when I went, when I won the main that's event. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, would yes. I be the worst main event champion ever? I think you'd get a frame next to your Pat McAfee one yeah. of the picture of you holding I would probably just frame the bracelet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just and put it on the podcast. Yeah, me holding it, you know, fist yeah. out. Wow. Like, it's not even you doing the speech anymore. It's just a fat head of you holding the bracelet. The irony is, like, I know that we're memeing this, and uh, conceivably, I'm sure the entire audience could believe it to be true, but it's actually the very much the opposite of right, the type of, of person that I am. Yeah, like, yeah obviously. I, I don't actually like to lead with accolades, yeah. uh, and I'm not very proud of anything. Except for my, uh, my bleeding black and gold. Yeah, well, Very proud of being a user. Everyone yeah. leads with their best traits. You lead with being a fan of the Steelers. Not just, listen, you, uh, don't you be so reductive. It does and not, the pirates. It does not reduce pirates. down pirates. to just being a fan man. It's a fucking it's a lifestyle. lifestyle. You know? <laughs> but is it one that somebody wants to be a part of? It's, yes. Yes. You yes. were born into the Steelers. You're goddamn I got my right goddamn I was. Yinzer socks on right now. <laughs> I also have that exact same pair of Yinzer socks. Hey, Daniel bought it for do. Christmas. Uh, we should have Ewan come in tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Need, well, I'll be here. Not tomorrow. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be we, are, we are going to have a. Um, we have a podcast we, tomorrow. We do have a podcast tomorrow. We do. Right. But we're uh, we're not going to pretend to pull the wall over your eyes. We're going to no, film that later tonight. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to post it tomorrow. We're going to tell our special guest. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, we can close on that, I guess. Uh, we are going to have a special guest joining us for tomorrow's podcast. It's Zach Fuentes, who recently has won the MSPT $1,100 Super Bowl contest, or not contest, but tournament. Uh, and the reason why you should care about that name and why it's important that he went on to win this $110,000 is because he is a fan of the show who called into our 200th episode Answered got a trivia. randomly selected. Yeah, got randomly selected, answered a trivia question correctly, and won the opportunity to compete on this most recent season of Poker Out Loud, which just filmed uh, this past Monday. So, Zach is going to be on the second half of season nine of Poker Out Loud, was in town for the filming, decided, hey, there's a tournament. A bucks. I'm going to go fire this MTT at the Venetian. A tough field. Tough field. Very tough field. You and made it all the way down to 12th. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. He didn't get my swap on. Uh, and he just goes on and wins it. Wins it. For six figures. Yeah. So 117,000. It's a very serendipitous story. So awesome. Uh, we're going to be able to get a little bit of his background tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, hear a little bit of what he's been doing to you know, put himself in a position to win an event like this. What the actual event looked like. Uh, what the experience was like, and then get his thoughts on Poker Out Loud as he was fortunate enough to compete. It's our own wholesome feel-good story that it we is. get to promote yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Manufactured yeah. right I, here. I was so happy when he reached out and said he's gonna. he was in town for uh, a few more days because I, I wanted to have him on the podcast. For yeah, sure. so I think it's like... Just to tell the story. Perfect and, timing. You know, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to check that out tomorrow. I definitely can't wait for it. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. If you guys haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate all of the support here at the Only Friends Podcast. Also, don't forget, we do have our final Poker Out Loud Academy of the Year. That's going to be April 15th through the 18th. Um, if you guys are interested in that, head over to academy.solve4y.io. We'll see you guys again noon Pacific tomorrow with special guest Zach Fuentes. Until then, we're out. Peace.